You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. Punish him with the rod and save his soul from death. Now, that's a little side encouragement for those of you who are parents and have children that are still young enough to do some godly discipline. But I also read those because I want us to understand what Hebrews 12 is saying, that God, our Heavenly Father, loves us. And because he loves us, he will discipline us. Prove we're his children. While the Bible is definitely regarded as strange and outdated by society, it seems as though every aspect of what we believe is being challenged. Perhaps the more common of these issues is regarding the discipline of children. In today's message, Pastor Danny reflects on the importance of godly discipline, as controversial as society might think it to be. In his study, you'll learn that just as our Heavenly Father disciplines us, we too are to discipline our own children, lest they become unruly and rebellious. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of Hebrews chapter 12 for today's edition of The Living Word. You're playing football and you're a receiver. I was a receiver. And I'll never forget, sometimes these teams, especially when they got, man, they got good linebackers and good defensive backs and you know they do. And here the ball's coming to you and you got to watch the ball, but you hear footsteps. And you're tempted, and I've done it before, to look over and see how close that dude is that's wanting to clean my clock. And if you look over at the guy that's coming at you, you're probably not going to catch the ball. Keep your eye on the ball. Golf. What you got to do? One of the most difficult things to do in golf. Keep your head down. Keep your head down. That's one of the hardest things to do. Thank God I don't have to do it anymore. I don't play golf anymore. I've been delivered. I know some of your golfers and you're good at it. God bless you. I become a free will Baptist on the back nine. I lose my salvation at some point. <laughs> Been delivered from golf. You know, one thing a runner is never to do, never to do is look back. Philippians 3, when Paul again compares the Christian life to a race, he says, There's one thing I do, straining toward what is ahead and forgetting what is behind. I forget about what's behind. One thing a runner is never to do if he's going to win real races consistently, you don't look back. You don't look back. August 7th, 1954, British Empire Games, Vancouver, Canada. One of the greatest mile run matchups ever took place. It was touted as the miracle mile because Roger Bannister and John Landy were the only two sub four minute milers in the world at that time. Bannister had been the first man ever to run the mile in four minutes. Both runners were in peak condition. Landy had a substantial lead for much of the race. Bannister's plan was to relax during the third lap and save everything for the finishing drive. But in the third lap, Landy poured it on. Stretching his already substantial lead. Bannister had to change his strategy and increase his pace. At the bell for the final lap, the runners were dead even. At the home stretch, the crowd roared. Landy was once again in the lead, but could not hear Bannister's footfall. So he, you guessed it, he looked back 
And that's when Bannister made his move. And Roger Bannister won the Miracle Mile that day by 15 feet. Back in Hebrews 12, he now gives us some very helpful reminders. Verse 4, in your struggle against sin, you've not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. What does that mean? Well, I translated it this way. It ain't as bad as it could be. In other words, you ain't dead. You haven't become a martyr. Oh, you're going through a tough time, but you're still alive. You're not a martyr. Then verse 5. And you've forgotten that word of encouragement that addresses you as sons and daughters, as children of God. My son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline and don't lose heart when he rebukes you because the Lord disciplines those he loves and he punishes everyone he accepts as a son. Proverbs 3, 11 and 12. Endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as sons. For what son is not disciplined by his father? If you are not disciplined and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are illegitimate children and not true sons. Did you catch that? That's an encouragement to say, look, you're going through a tough time. Your heavenly father is allowing that. And that is a mark that you are legitimate. You're really his child. Let me tell you what Peter says about it. First Peter chapter one. Verse 3, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he's given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade, kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice, though now, for a little while, you may have had to suffer grief. In all kinds of trials. These have come so that your faith of greater worth than gold may be proved genuine. You're the real deal. And may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Proves you're legitimate. And then one last section. Chapter 12, Hebrews. Verse 9. Moreover, we've all had human fathers who disciplined us, and we respected them for it. That's a general statement. That doesn't happen with everybody. (laughs) How much more should we submit to the Father of our spirits and live? Our fathers disciplined us for a little while as they thought best. But God disciplines us for our good, that we may share in his holiness. Catch this next line. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Stop there a minute. My wife and I have gotten beyond this now. All our children are too old, really, to spank. We believe in biblical spanking. We believe in that. The Bible teaches that. And we've tried to be faithful when our children were younger in disciplining them with a godly rod, not in anger, uh, not, you know, violence kind of stuff, but just godly discipline. And neither one of us, my wife or me, remember one time, not one time, that any one of my children after that experience said, that was such a bonding moment. Could we do this again tomorrow? I just love being with you this way. 
No, 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 no. That's the last thing in the world. Audrey knew she was going to the woodshed. She just, ah, she just go cry all back tears and everything. She's the hardest one to spank, but I did it anyway. Did it anyway. Let me read you a couple more verses from Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 24. He who spares the rod hates his son, but he who loves him is careful to discipline him. Not talking about an emotional hatred. It's talking about a neglect of something that's painful for both of you. But if you really love your child, if you really love your child, you will. Proverbs 19, verse 18. Discipline your son, for in that there is hope. Do not be a willing party to his death. Proverbs 22, 15. Folly is bound in the heart of the, up in the heart of a child, but the rod of discipline will drive it far from him. And then one more. I love Proverbs 23, verses 13 and 14. Do not withhold discipline from a child. If you punish him with the rod, he will not die. You just sound like he's going to die. <laughs> punish him with the rod and save his soul from death. Now, that's a little side encouragement for those of you who are parents and have children that are still young enough to do some godly discipline. But I also read those because I want us to understand what Hebrews 12 is saying, that God, our Heavenly Father, loves us. And because He loves us, He will discipline us. Prove we're His children. And without discipline, we'd never mature. Did you know that Jesus himself as a human being, as a man, required discipline to mature? Hebrews chapter 2, verse 10, And bringing many sons to glory, it was fitting that God, for whom and through whom everything exists, should make the author of their salvation perfect, mature, through suffering. Hebrews 5, verse 8, Although he was a son, he learned obedience from what he suffered, and once made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him. One writer said this, God had one son without sin, but none without suffering. One son without sin, but none without suffering. C.H. Spurgeon said, I'm afraid that all the grace I've got out of my comfortable and easy times and happy hours might almost lie on a penny. But the good I've received from my sorrows and pains and griefs is altogether incalculable. What do I not owe to the hammer and the anvil, the fire and the file? Affliction is the best bit of furniture in my house. We're so blessed to be able to share the Word of God with you on each new edition of The Living Word. Thanks for being a part of our valued listening audience. Pastor Danny will continue his study in the book of Hebrews next time, so we hope you'll join us again. We'd like to take a moment and ask you to consider partnering with us as we continue to share the hope of salvation with the world. Would you join us in praying for the listeners of The Living Word? Pray that God would touch each person with His love and open their hearts to the truth of His Word. Please pray for us also. We want to continue following God's plan for this program no matter where He asks us to go. 
We know the power of prayer, and we appreciate you doing this for us. Would you also ask the Lord about contributing financially to The Living Word? This program is professionally produced to provide the best quality messages possible, so as not to distract from the message of the Bible. That does incur some costs, however, so if you feel led to give, visit our website at ccfstpete.church and click on the online giving guide under Forms. Any and all amounts are greatly appreciated and will be used to share the good news of Jesus' love for the world. Thank you for praying about this. That website once more is ccfstpete.church. With that, we've come to an end of our time with you today. We pray that God continues to bless you as you study His Word and open your heart to His unending love and grace. Thanks again for tuning in today to The Living Word.